2: Hey folks! Before we talk with the rude pundit, don't forget to go shopping through our Amazon link at BobSeska.com. The all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo will take you right to the front page of Amazon, where you can go shopping until you're dropping. And by using our link, we'll collect a small commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for clicking the Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin. from our nation's capital. It is Wednesday, September 30 2020. And this is the interview edition of the Bob Seska show on the sexy liberal podcast network. My guest today is the great Lee Papa, also known as rude pundit. You might know rude from such websites as RudePundit.blogspot.com, Or you might know rude from his weekly appearances on the Stephanie Miller show. Either way, you know, rude combines smart political analysis highlighted by expletives that it make Sam Kenison blush. So get ready for our obscenity-filled recap of last night's presidential debate in which Donald Trump was nothing but a geyser of screechy madness, uninterrupted for 90 minutes. Meanwhile, if you like today's show, take some time to sign up for our bonus content at patreon.com slash bobseskashow. All right, let's talk election 2020 with a great rude pundit. I have to say right here at the top, I'm feeling a little Logie because uh, I barely slept last night. I was completely wired from the what the fuck energy <laughs> after watching that debate. How about you? How are you feeling today?
0: Oh, I, w- I mean, I was on the phone with people like for half the night after yeah, yeah. All, all of us sitting there going, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. Like, like this real sense of, of, OK, we knew Trump was fucked up. We didn't know. Him. I mean, you know, even last night was like, wow, that is deeply deeply fucked
2: up he's clearly one-upping himself every time he goes out and what's strange to me is normally when he's on in prime time on network television he's a bit of an eddie haskell where he goes off on his best behavior or he at least tries like his first answer last night for example on uh, amy coney barrett was somewhat reasonable and then it was just like fuck it <laughs>
0: Yeah, it really was. It really was like it. like he came out there and they told him, okay, go out there, be reasonable. Uh, and then he just decided, he probably decided his strategy is I'm going to rattle Biden. Yeah. I'm going to rattle him and make him have some kind of senior moment. I'm going to show that he has dementia because I believe that with every fiber of my being. Mm-hmm. And so he just set out for the rest of the debate to try to shake him up. And You know, Biden's fucking face down. You know, an angry Jesse Helms. You know,
2: yeah.
0: He can he can handle it.
2: You remember when Al Gore kept saying "lockbox" and Admiral Stockdale turned off his hearing aid? Those were fun days.
0: (laughs) It's like we're remember the absolute outrage of Al Gore sighing.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And and George George H W Bush checking his watch during a debate. Gasp! How did we survive that?
0: I, I don't know. Yeah, I remember that, that those were those were republic ending cataclysms there. Yeah, that yeah. completely disqualified candidates. And yet, you know, it was so funny seeing the conservatives on like CNN and, and, and other places try to find some nugget of gold in the shit pile that mm-hmm. they were handed.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, and and. It, admirably a few of them just sort of threw up their hands are like yeah i know that was just that was shit that was awful
2: yeah yeah it seemed like the cable news people were at least trying to shoehorn all of that into their usual debate madlibs right they they really wanted to t- see if they could fit it into the normal well here's what happened and uh, let's fact check this and oh my god there was a heated exchange when donald trump said this and th- they really wanted to make it normal they really wanted to normalize it but The horror show turned out to be, I think, too harrowing to make all that work. Fox News tried its best to normalize it. But this morning, even on Fox and Friends, they were doing remedial debate prep for Trump on television, hoping he was watching, which I I take as an admission that they believe he failed. I mean, what did you think of the coverage overall uh, before and after? Well, I mean, I
0: I watched CNN and CNN was I mean, you went to CNN and Jake Tapper looked like he was going to throw up. (laughs) I mean really it, it, yeah. Jake, Jake Tapper is like this is a dumpster fire inside of it, you know and, and and then Dana Bash just saying flat out it was a shit show.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: uh and, and then turning to Anderson Cooper who also, you know, looked like you know, he was gonna smell Jake Tapper's vomit and vomit himself. <laughs> and it was it was you know, they were like genuinely uh, stunned and yeah. uh, and and even, I mean, there was just simply no way to try to have some kind of objective conversation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I I don't I just I don't even understand what is the benefit what what could have been going through Trump's Adderall spinning brain to make him think that that was a strategy that
2: Yeah, yeah, that, I don't know, I don't know because I think what
0: if, I I think he was trying to Hillary. I I think. And he decided that he was going to treat Biden and this is going to sound shitty, but he was going to treat Biden like he treated Hillary Clinton, treat and, you know, act like act like Biden's a woman.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. And unfortunately, the American public, as sexist as it is, you know, Unfortunately for him, that the American public is as sexist as it is, and it didn't buy it.
2: I think this also underscores the fact that Donald Trump is completely out of touch with regular people. And I'm not just talking about the regular folks in the diners in Wisconsin. I'm talking about, generally speaking, across the board, I don't think Donald Trump understands the extreme nature of our stress right now as a country when it comes to at the very least the pandemic so we're in this national crisis we're in fact in a global crisis and donald trump just completely disregarded all of that and thought, hey, w- why don't I just act like a maniac for 90 minutes here? That'll certainly help. I think it terrified people watching in. I think it I think people are freaked out today by what they saw and that's not even taken into consideration the fact that Donald Trump has the nuclear codes on a card in his pants pocket. <laughs> I mean right. that alone yeah. is the what kept me up last night.
0: Well, and, and I also think that the, the, the difference to me I, – I, I say every election that people don't truly pay attention until we're about a month out, mm-hmm. that yeah. most people are not living on, you know, on Twitter and hanging on you know, every, every gaffe and everything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, for people that were may have just tuned into the Trump Clown show that have sort of tuned it out for a while as they dealt with you know losing jobs and losing loved ones and seeing if they're sick themselves um that Donald Trump was talking to the people that are just his Twitter followers, really yeah. And 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 Biden was was talking to the people who were who were just tuning into the election
1: mm-hmm. and
0: essentially saying, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is this what you want or do you want do you want the calm guy who's gonna even when when this tsunami of madness is coming at him, is going to stand there and actually try to get out some plans
2: yeah, yeah. that
0: uh, for for his presidency.
2: The snap poll afterwards, the CNN snap poll, showed uh, 28% thought Donald Trump won the debate. But his approval numbers are somewhere around 40, 42%. So there was a bunch of Trump people, sort of, I would suggest maybe fringe red hats, who are normally Trump diehards, but who saw what happened last night and went, oh, shit. I I wonder if those people are resenting Donald Trump today because he actually emphasized everything that they've been trying to defend him against like, Oh no, he's not crazy, (laughs) but, but he actually is. He was just crazy for 90 minutes in prime time on network television. You can't defend that now. So it seems like they might be stumped a little, although I have a tendency to be a little optimistic when it comes to that shit. What do you think?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it wasn't just that he was crazy that might've turned people. I mean, look at, look at the week he's had.
1: Oh, yeah, he's had yeah.
0: a week where where he's had the entire basis of his identity has been undermined mm-hmm. by the reports in the New York times on, yeah. on his finances. And, and then he has this, that also undermines any sense of him as a, I mean, not that anybody thought he was a rational leader, but, it wasn't just that he was insane last night. It's that he was insane and cruel.
1: Yeah, and yeah. that's
0: the part I think that, that is most going to affect people. I mean, there was the, the – the, the, he, he was given the chance. Chris Wallace fucking fed him the line mm-hmm. to say about the Proud Boys. He said, will you tell them to stand down <laughs> and not commit violence? Jesus. All he had to do was parrot that. Yeah. Proud Boys. Stand down and don't commit violence. And mm-hmm. the whole issue would have been gone, would have gone away. He couldn't bring himself to do that. Yeah, and yeah. then the thing with the thing with Bo Biden, you know, just take a fucking pause in your in your rant when when Joe Biden is talking about his dead son. And even though, you know, Biden was using Bo to attack Trump, just take a pause and say, I honor your son's service but here's what I did for veterans. veteran, yeah, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry about the loss of your son. No, no, it was, yeah, fuck, fuck Bo, I don't know who the fuck that is. And let me tell you about Hunter. Hunter got kicked out of the, the military for snorting coke. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're sitting there going, are you fucking kidding me? How did Biden not just – I, I wrote, wrote today, I was like, if, if you were in a bar and you heard somebody say that to somebody else, and the first guy started beating the shit out of the guy who said it, you'd step back and go, yeah yeah, he deserves it. I'm just going to watch this fight.
2: (laughs) Right, right. I I mean, I hope people saw that and went and and had the same reaction as we all had, as the normals had last night, which is that this is so bad for democracy, the way the president is behaving. And it's generally speaking, the overall takeaway of it is just shrieking eel for 90 minutes completely unpresidential in every possible way. I mean, even, even saying that it's unpresidential seems like faint praise or faint uh criticism to me it's because there's no nomenclature i think in following politics that can define what happens so i think a lot of People. This goes back to cable. I I think a lot of people are trying to figure out whether that was planned or whether that was spontaneous. I don't think it matters. I think the problem is the very fact that he behaved that way. That's the problem. I don't care if it was his debate strategy. Yeah,
0: I mean, how I sat there and thought, how racist do you have to be to how racist and hateful to sit there and think, you know what? Fuck my country. Mm. I want this guy to be reelected because he sues. He lets me be racist uh, out in the open. I mean, like, just fuck everything in the country. (laughs) Fuck all the people dying of coronavirus. Fuck you for losing your job. Fuck the environment. Fuck your kid's future. Fuck everyone. I want this guy because I like how racist he is. Mm. And if that's who you are... Well, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck everything about you. Fuck everything you've ever done in your life and fuck your family.
2: (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to be honest. There's still a significant part of me who thinks um, our idiocracy is going to reward Trump for last night. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think that this was damaging for Donald Trump? Or do you think this helped Donald Trump? And it's just a weird question because... It should be the end of Trump. His his approval rating coming out of this should be in the 20s. But we don't live in that normal America anymore. We live in an age when that kind of behavior is rewarded and, in fact, praised. So where do you think this lands uh, when all is said and done?
0: Well, I mean, you know, there's a whole, you know, media... Culture out there that is ready to praise, that is already praising him and supporting him, mm-hmm. um, and that will that that will tell you that what he did was right, that he beat up Joe Biden, that Biden was you know that that Biden was confused or whatever, and and there are people who will see edited clips on 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 uh, Facebook and think that was the reality. Mm-hmm. I I I think that there there's about a third of the public that you just got to fucking write off. You're yeah, they're done. Yeah, yeah. And and I think you're also right that when you said earlier that maybe there is I would say there's probably five to six percent that could be persuaded. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit at this point if they're persuaded or not. I don't give a shit. I I stopped giving a shit about them from the moment Trump was elected. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You knew what we were getting. We were telling you. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you're going to realize, oh, I made a terrible decision. All right. Well, now you have to fucking listen to us.
1: That's right. Because
0: we made the right decision. Mm -hmm. And so – this is why I don't want the Democrats to worry about appealing to those voters. But if we, you know, if I, if if Trump's purpose, one of, I think one of Trump's purposes last night was to, you know, you know, was to discourage voting. Mm -hmm. And so I think if anything, maybe his followers were the ones that thought, wow, I'm tapping out. I, you know, but you know, that's attributing a morality to them and a sense of self-awareness that they have simply never shown.
2: I only give a shit about those people insofar as I feel like this election needs to be a blowout in order to bury not only Trump, but also Trumpism, to, to wipe it off the map, to humiliate it out of existence. And I know that's a big ask, especially given the climate that we're in right now. But I feel like the bigger the blowout is, the better off we're all gonna be. If there's a huge like electoral college landslide against Donald Trump, that'll be great. And I, I feel like that requires some of those people, wherever they are, somewhere between that 28% basement and- and the forty-two percent ceiling. If those people suddenly start to shift over and maybe start to think about voting for Joe Biden, we may be in that landslide scenario. And that's that's my hope only for the future of the country. You know, that's
0: right. And because I I also think that with a
2: landslide,
0: that's where Trump just looks like a fucking idiot for trying to fight it. <laughs> yeah. And, and also and also, are you really going to go out there and risk your life? to to you know to take your AR15 and 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 finally you know it say it's go time mm-hmm. and go to battle for somebody who so obviously lost yeah. no no um, you'll get one or two fucknuts you know that are going to come out there and say you know or, you know come out there for q or something mm-hmm. and and try to defend trump but no. Yeah. I think you're right. We need the landslide. But even there are Republicans now today. I've seen you know, some people that are in touch with Republicans saying that they're starting to feel like this is a 1964 style blowout. That's going to happen, yeah. And uh. it, that would be that would be a fucking a miracle. It would save yeah. the country. Yeah, Honestly, it, would. it, would, it would, would save the country.
2: I completely agree. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And along those lines, I mean, what do you think was the worst thing about whatever the hell that was last night? I mean, I'm conflicted between the uh, standby to the the Proud Boys, the racism last night, and the voter suppression. I don't know which one. Was the worst trespass of Donald Trump last night? If it was the that racist I, section, I, or if it was the voter suppression thing?
0: I'm gonna, I, you know what? I, I I think that the obvious answer is the white supremacy part of it. Yeah, but I actually think because he went on so long about voter suppress, you know, about the this fake fraud <laughs> that he keeps talking about, and and whatever he thinks is happening with mail in ballots. I mean, Joe Biden gave this eloquent. Answer about voting and the necessity for voting. I mean, you know, it was actually probably his Biden's best moment.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then Trump comes in, and he's just he's just like scrolling through some far right lunatic's Twitter feed. Yeah, every every fucking thing he's saying is just one conspiracy theory out of another from the fevered swamps of One American News. (laughs) And uh, and and you're sitting here. I, I sit there listening to him say. Talk about all of these things, like, you know, oh, they're intentionally throwing ballots in a creek and stuff like that. And, and I sit there and go, You're the fucking president of the United States. If somebody's doing this, stop it. Yeah. Stop You know, send somebody should be arrested. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. I don't give a shit where it is. Yeah. I don't want it to happen. So either if it's real, then arrest some people. Mm-hmm. If not, then you're just making shit up.
2: Oh, that's something and that he's he's been doing that for years now, where he yeah, levies yeah. some accusation just randomly on Twitter, but then does nothing about it, even though he is the uh, chief executive of the United States.
0: Or or that anybody who could possibly do something about it from a law enforcement perspective yeah. says no, there's nothing there. Like the FBI director, like mm-hmm. like Ray said. Uh, or, or, or how other you know officials have said that there is no widespread voter fraud. That there are yes, there are small isolated cases, but I mean the madness of the idea that there somehow there's some giant mail in uh, fraud conspiracy going on. And it's like Democrats are in charge of, and it's like all right. Yeah. Prove it. Mm-hmm.
1: Just prove
0: one fucking thing. And that's what I, you know, if Chris Wallace had had anything of a spine last night, it, and you know, all Trump would have said, oh, you'll see, you'll see, like he said when he, uh, about that he paid millions of dollars in federal taxes. Yeah. And like, no, we'll never see. We'll never see.
2: People are recognizing that, right, Rude? I mean, people are seeing that he is merely just setting up some scam with the election. And the vote-by-mail system is pretty robust. I mean, people are recognizing this, aren't they? Or or is he I, winning I, over I, I, some people you know, with
0: this? I mean, again, I think that we're at the point where it's time that you can't... I don't think you can talk about people anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in general. <laughs> I think that... You've got you've got your diehard Trumpers who who all they really give a shit is uh, uh, about giving it to the lips and uh, and and, and, you know, massaging that racism prostate until they, you know, (laughs) jizz hate all over the country. And and, you know, that's what they care about. They don't give a shit. They don't give a They get so much pleasure out of watching, you know, the liberals who are the people that told them that, you know, that, yeah, maybe you do have to let some black people and Hispanic people work with you. Yeah. Maybe you do need, maybe, maybe that, that job that you, your family worked in the coal mine is fucking going the way of, 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 you know, Morse code operators and mm-hmm. telegraph operators. Yeah. Maybe they don't like hearing that, and uh, and and he tells them that they're going to be okay. And he tells, and Trump tells them that their racism is fine, and that's all they give a shit about. Mm-hmm. So there is no more. What are people getting from it? Yeah. It is, and that's why, to an extent, I think having more debates is fucking useless. Right. You know, yeah. there's nothing that we don't know.
2: In fact, the next debate is a town hall. I mean, do you think Trump's going to go full shrieking eel on an audience member next time? I mean, it seems I mean, like a, what he
0: did on that ABC thing. Yeah. Where, you know, that, and that's the thing is the sociopath in him comes out so readily. You know, every time he's accused of every time he was accused of something last night, he he turned it around and said, oh, yeah, what about Hunter Biden getting money from China? It's like, <laughs> who the fuck cares? Why do you care more about Hunter Biden's income than you do
2: about people dying of COVID? Just as you said earlier, Rude, he was trying to treat Joe Biden like he would treat Hillary Clinton, but it's not sticking to Joe because he doesn't necessarily have the 40 years, 50 years of constant demonization coming from the Republican Party working against him as a platform to springboard all of these whatever non-scandal scandals onto. And, and so...
0: Absolutely. You, you know how much it, it's Hillary part two, he he started saying Joe Biden, what Biden won't even say law and order. <laughs> and, you know, first of all, yeah, Biden actually said he, law he and did, order. Yes. But 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 uh, but this is what remember when it was constantly, oh, Hillary Clinton won't even say radical Islamic terrorism. <laughs> You know, you mm. remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, it was the same thing. It was like he's there screaming, say it, say it, as if that proves something other than, you know, you're letting, you know, this, this fucking, you know, raging potato try to control <laughs> the terms of the debate.
2: By the way, you called Donald Trump the other day on Twitter. You called him a hyperactive pig man. And I thought that that was maybe the most appropriate metaphor, the best way to describe Donald Trump that I have seen possibly ever on Twitter. That was a home run for sure. Thanks. But along those lines, your blog post about the debate was also fucking genius, especially this part. This is the thing that just jumped off the screen for me. Trump was a fucking tsunami of lies and accusations and conspiracy theories, and he just wouldn't stop. It was like going to an orgy where there's one guy who's done too much cocaine after downing Viagra, and he just runs around with his half-hard micro dick, frantically fucking any available hole, but never able to come because even the dog is rejecting his desperate humping christ will somehow christ will someone throw this asshole out so the rest of us can enjoy the evening that was absolutely golden especially for what i presume was late last night right
0: yeah i mean it was it was just you're watching you were watching madness Mm -hmm.
2: and Mm -hmm. and
0: and you were and and it was unchecked madness yeah, and that was the thing, and and that was the thing you you watched in him is he was trying so hard to rattle Joe Biden, and that he got he he you know at some point he his energy flagged, and then he tried to uh, you know sort of re up his energy to attack attack attack, until by the end he really was just a blabbering, uh you know just blabbering all of these things about voting that have no connection to reality at all. Yeah, so it's like and. You know, th- I know that the debate commission is talking about, you know, oh, we're going to have more rules. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is yeah. that- he doesn't care. No. Why has he ever fucking cared about a rule in his life?
2: No. no. And in fact, um, the commission should cancel the next two presidential debates. But it sounds like they're working on a way, as you said, to add more control. But I mean, other than installing a trap door under Donald Trump or putting one of those uh, electric shock collars on him. I don't know how you possibly do that. I mean, in the town hall, he's going to be wandering around freely with a handheld microphone. How do you stop Donald Trump well, now, from I, continuing to be Donald Trump?
0: This is this the one upside of COVID is <laughs> that, that they won't let him wander around. Oh, that's and, true. Uh, to get close to people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but maybe they but should have those
2: booths like, tw- like the old 21 game show. Like they should
0: <laughs> stick everyone well, in a completely sealed booth. They should, and then shut off the oxygen if he starts just going off. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, man, so that'd that he, be great. Law
0: and order.
2: <laughs> and, you know, I, I said on Stephanie Miller's show this morning, it's nearly impossible to speak coherently when there's a goblin screaming in your ear. I mean, knowing this, I thought Biden did pretty well. I thought he was pretty solid, all things considered. I mean, there were a few points in which I thought he could have said something differently, but for the most part, it's like trying to spin plates while that giant demon head from Poltergeist is trying to eat you. I mean, that was kind of the atmosphere last night. And, and knowing that, I don't think anyone could have done better than, than Joe Biden did, given that friction, whatever the fuck that was yesterday.
0: Well, and that's the thing. And I think you and I have both said that, that you sat there and you thought, you know what? Biden can deal with this. He can kind of deal with just about anything. Yeah, really? you know, he can go toe to toe with Putin and Erdogan and G and you know, all of these, all all of these, you know, dictators and wannabe dictators around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he essentially, I said, he was dealing with a flaming, charging rhino <laughs> that was that would, that just wouldn't stop. Yeah. And he just sort of he just sort of sidestepped him and let him pass by and every time he came at him he just sort of calmly backed away. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is is if, if if Trump had given a semi-normal performance, I mean Trump's got energy. He that's the thing about his incoherence versus the time that that uh Biden gets tongue tied because he's a stutterer. Yeah. And uh but you know, Trump just barrels through and gets louder and more energetic if he fucks up what he's saying, and so people take that as if he think as if what he's saying makes sense. And, uh, and but if so, if he'd have been semi-normal, he'd have come off as energetic if belligerent because he can't help it. Right. And and he would have he would have actually probably seen – you know there are people that would have given him more credit for this than they could possibly now.
2: I honestly think that what Trump was trying to do is trigger Joe Biden's stuttering. Uh, I think that was part of the written down plan. I mean, I don't know if it's on paper or what, but I mean, in terms of the debate prep, Donald Trump's thinking to himself, "Okay, I've been using the sleepy Joe thing for a while. I've been setting up Joe Biden as being this stumbling moron. So why don't I try to trigger the stumbling moron? I mean, this is Donald Trump thing. So, of course, I'm not I'm not saying that myself, but. Donald Trump's perspective is if I can throw Joe Biden into uh, some sort of loop of stammering or whatever that's going to make me look great. I mean that alone if that's the case that alone is just inhuman. Uh, it is beyond b- being obnoxious it is beyond being unpresidential. It is monstrous for someone to oh, do yeah. that to take advantage of someone's disability for God's sake. And and there
0: were the 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 stupid childish mind games they were trying to play on biden before Mm -hmm. this where they were talking about the earpiece or the or performance enhancing drugs for fuck's sake yeah yeah as
1: as
0: if as if there's some some shot you can get that's going to make you uh (laughs) speak better at a debate (laughs) um You know, or 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 the whole thing where they started to put out, oh, Biden has has requested a break every 30 minutes (laughs) and where the debate commission to come in and say, no, none of that is Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. But that was just that was just idiot mind games. I mean, this is the thing is like Trump has nobody competent around him at this point. Mm -hmm. Anybody who actually had any decent political sense is gone. Yeah. And and all he has are these are these sycophants. And these bullshit artists and these people who are just coming out of the woodwork to take advantage of of him and have no sense at all of how to do this. Mm -hmm. And they just hope that they can ride his tail, his, you know, ride on his tailwind long enough. That they can get some money out of it. Like yeah. we saw with, you know, what's his name? Pa- Pascal.
2: Right, right. And what do we know about Donald Trump? He loves hearing praise. And if you do not praise Donald Trump, you're pretty much fucked. I mean, you're either fired or you're out of the loop, at the very least. So it seems yeah. like for the last 12 hours at least, people have all of those sycophants that you're talking about are probably going up to the president going, oh, Wonderful, wonderful performance last night, Mr. Trump. Just outstanding. The way you handled that old man, just incredible. And so, to me, it's going to lead him to want to double down, to, to do the exact same thing, but even maybe even amplify it. I mean... This is what what we've been led to believe by this guy's decision making process, his lack of personal restraint for all this time. I don't see why this would be any different. When he is encouraged, he absolutely turns up the volume rather than turning down the volume, and I think we're going to see that uh, next time around. Huh? Uh,
0: oh, totally. I yeah. mean, because that's that's what he does. Yeah. And then, but, but he'll do the thing where he tries to. I, I, the funny part gonna is going to see is if he's going to try to show compassion mm-hmm. to people yeah. in the town hall, if he's going to if 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 we get the the same kind of thing we got in the ABC town hall where, you know, he people had to tell him essentially shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other thing is if he starts trying to if he starts running over the the, the average people that are going to be asking him questions, that's going to that's going to look shitty, too. But, yeah. you know, he can't help it. That's who he is. It's who he's always been.
2: Okay, we'll get back to our conversation with Rude here in just a second, but there's never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks on hand. From group events to school reopenings to the approaching fall flu season, wearing a face mask is the first line of defense against getting sick. And with continued wildfires in the West, which negatively impacts our air quality across the entire nation, there's even more need for protection when you go outside. The director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask was more important than getting a vaccine when it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country. Only respirator face masks provide medical-grade protection, and only FDA-authorized respirator face masks provide the quality required. You will know that they work. The New Deal Shop.com has FDA-authorized respirator face masks ready to ship right now. The New Deal has these medical-quality FDA-authorized masks, and every pouch comes with verified anti-fraud labeling. Trust the masks medical professionals are using. Go to thenewdealshop.com and get FDA-authorized, U.S.-tested respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping for my listeners. Bulk pricing is also available so you can get the masks you need affordably and quickly. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get FDA-authorized respirator face masks. Keep yourself and keep your family safer and healthier this fall. That's thenewdealshop.com. Now that you've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back to our everyday autumn groove. Everything is flavored with pumpkin spice, of course, and before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time just for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines too, number 11s, whatever that is, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. And by the way, the results are going to last for hours. So you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole damn time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application trial for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit TriPlexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit TriPlexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and use the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. I remember in 2004 during the town hall debate with uh, Bush and John Kerry, where one, I think one of the first questions was about the coalition of the willing or whatever it was, and George W. Bush got really pissed because he was the incumbent, and I think you see this a lot with incumbents, where they feel entitled to a certain extent, and so they act out. George W. Bush, of course, did that. And so when he was asked about the smaller nations that composed the coalition of the willing in a Iraq, he walked right up to Brit Hume and he was like, what about Alexander Kwaśniewski? What about him? What about Poland? And I thought, oh my god, how obnoxious was that? Yeah, <laughs> And it didn't do anything. No one cared. And so now, again, the volume of that even, from an historical perspective, has been turned up to beyond 11 now. So it seems like we're on that kind of trajectory into the future, don't you think?
0: Oh yeah, no. I, you know, there's a great book that I suggest to people all the time And this is, this is a book that's from, I think it's from 2001, 2002. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's by the great writer, mystery, uh, satire writer, Tim Dorsey. Yeah. And it's a book called orange crush that is about a, a governor's race in Florida that goes completely (laughs) batshit. When, uh, when a, when, one one of the candidates is a is just this terrible, horrible like you know politician, and the other one is the son of a of a great politician who who is a feckless you know idiot until he has to go to Afghanistan, yeah. and, and uh, not Afghanistan he has to go to he has to go overseas he has to go to overseas and fight, and he gets he's it changes his politics completely. And everything becomes a shit show to the Mm. point where the crazy guy challenges the other, the more progressive candidate to a wrestling match, a (laughs) professional wrestling match. And by the end, the whole, all of Florida is essentially in flames as people are. And one of my favorite lines are hanging chads and (laughs) epitome. And uh, and so so we are, I I keep watching this and I keep seeing it getting worse and worse and worse and thinking we're not that far. Yeah. From Trump just saying, all right, let's do it. Let's go to the ring. Let's get, you know, what's his name from the WWE to the fucking referee? It.
2: That leads me to two adjoining questions that I've been thinking about for the last 12 hours or so, Rude, And that is, one, does this help Biden's numbers? And I think it does. Um, but does this hurt America in the long run? And of course it does. Because my concern is that... Four years from now, we could have a presidential candidate, or 16 years from now, it doesn't matter. At some point in the not-too-distant future, we're going to have presidential candidates who say horrendous things on the stage during a debate. And it doesn't matter how extreme it is, because what's going to happen is... Everyone's just going to go, well, whatever Trump did in 2020 was far worse. So whatever this guy's doing today in 2024, or 2028 or whatever it is, that's eh, not so bad. I mean, that's my concern is that it is now normalized this, whether we like it or not, this kind of behavior. And so that anything lesser than what Trump has done during a debate is just going to be blown off as nothing. I mean, that's my biggest concern for the long run in all of this. What do you think?
0: I think that the second a Democrat tries to do anything <laughs> at all that Trump has done in yeah. his entire presidency, that Republicans will burn down D.C. to try to, to, to get them thrown out of office or, or, or in some way harmed because of it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I think only a Republican can get away with it. Oh, yeah. a part of that is because Democrats really stand for it. Mm-hmm. you know we put up with a lot of shit everybody you gotta put up with a lot of shit if you just want to be involved in the political system yeah but democrats would never put up with this We'd never put up with that much lying i mean i for years have been saying that democrats need to become better liars and <laughs> we just don't do it it's mm-hmm. just not in our dna yeah yeah and so so i think that you're right and I, but that it's going to be a Republican that does
2: it. Yeah, well, to a certain extent, I'm relieved that the Democrats still have this drive to, at least to a certain extent, be uh, the adults in the room. But by being the adults in the room, they kind of get pantsed in the process, and that's oh, absolutely. Yeah. I
0: mean, you know, did you see the thing about Chuck Schumer filing a motion for cloture on uh, on a uh, on on a measure to uh, to guarantee that pre-existing conditions will be covered in any healthcare bills.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Affect- I didn't know you did that. Yeah.
0: So he did that, and what was revealed is that any body can any like Schumer could have been filing cloture motions all along.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He could have constantly been filing cloture motions and slowing down the the business of the Senate. Yeah. And people, and you know, people are looking at it, going, "Wait, why the fuck haven't you been doing this for you know the last?" Four years. Yeah. Why haven't why haven't you been slowing down the the appointment of judges? Why haven't you been throwing every possible roadblock in the way? Uh, And, you know, people are saying, oh, well, then the Senate wouldn't function at all. And it's like the Senate's not functioning at all. Mm -hmm. So why are we pretending otherwise? Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Democrats, you know, if you know, hopefully with Biden elected and a republic and a Democratic Senate and a Democratic House that we will finally say, you know what? Fuck it. We have to really get in there and dig this cancer out of our, our American system.
2: Yeah, and I used to be one of these guys who kind of had some sort of respect for the idea of having a, a strong executive. I, I wasn't opposed to the concept. I, I certainly wasn't a, a a unitary executive guy. I mean, that's insanity. But I, I actually kind of like the idea of a benevolent leader at the top of the stack who was kind of leading the tone for the United States. I feel like that's got to go away now. I feel like we need to seriously downplay the role of the president because it are kind of skewing off into this weird, uh, obnoxious, horrible nightmare scenario, this weird tangent where the president is going to become nothing more than the central character in cable news dramatic narratives. And when that really happens, we're kind of already there, but it hasn't really metastasized yet. And I'm afraid that when it does... The presidency is just going to be this ongoing joke, irrespective of who occupies the office.
0: I mean, I, I thought that we need to get back to Congress having the, the kind of uh, strength that it used to have. Yeah. During even going going back to the Clinton years, because we, we know that that unitary executive thing was a theory of Dick Cheney.
1: Right. That
0: they that they, you know, they really pushed George W. Bush towards now Bill and- Barr now. Yeah. Yeah, and Bill Barr and that, and you know, Obama picked up on it. And yeah, when it was on our side, it was like, oh, cool, he's doing things like DACA that, you know, that are actually humane. But, you know, one of the warnings people gave all along was, well, you know, all we need is one left crazy motherfucker to come along and, you know, do even worse than George W. Bush did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, and here we are. So, yes, I would love to see the kind of control that, that Congress had uh, come back in. I, I I don't see you know. I, I mean I I would even go back to saying we need to have a a special counsel law again or whatever yeah, they use yeah. the independent counsel law under uh, that they had during Clinton. Imagine if we'd had that for for uh, for Trump, mm-hmm. somebody that could not have been fired <laughs> by by Trump. We know that we know that. Uh, that uh, Bob Mueller, that he held back on things because they were afraid that Trump was going to fire him and shut the whole thing down. Mm -hmm. Well, what if that wasn't a factor? Because only Congress controlled
2: it. Yeah. And, you know, we seem to be jumping from one major catastrophe to the next, or for lack of a better term, one scandal to the next. And my concern is that uh, we can't seem to keep track of that as it goes by. It's the Steve Bannon thing with the noise and the signal and all of that crap. I mean, they're they're bombarding us, the fire hose of news, for lack of a better term. Can you recall, this is a bit of a quiz slash trivia question, Rude. Can, can you recall the Trump scandal, the Trump catastrophe from two scandals ago? I'll give you a, a hint here. There was the debate last night. There was the tax returns before that. But can you remember what came before that, like the major scandal before the tax returns?
0: Oh, crap, I do know. (laughs) Oh, Uh. really? (laughs) I mean, I I can go back to, you know, bounties on the heads of American soldiers, Um, but it was after that. Yeah, there was something. Oh, fuck, what was it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) See, this is my point. I had to look it up. I couldn't recall what it was, so when I wrote this question down, I went and I had to look it up because it was Trump refusing to accept a peaceful transfer of power and that and that yeah. Barton Gelman piece about Trump rigging the Electoral College. The one before that was Trump and the GOP moving forward with a... Uh, supreme court nominee despite the mcconnell rule before that was trump saying the pandemic isn't so bad if you take out the blue states and then before that was the bob woodward book i mean all of that has occurred and those are just the major banner headlines all of that has occurred in the last 13 days i mean that is so colossally unhealthy for a republic to be good going- <laughs> <You think? You laughs> yeah. Think? Am I am I understating things again, rude I think I am. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I,
0: think, I think that we are in, we are into some kind of realm. This is this is one of the things though he does so well. Mm-hmm. It, this is I mean, look, look at the excess that. Under which he he does everything, mm-hmm. and I mean, look at his look at his terrible apartment, or you know his, where he lives in Trump <laughs> power. Yeah, at, you know how just gaudy and over the top it is look at how his 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 finances are arranged that there are something like 500 companies associated with the trump organization mm-hmm. as a way of sort of you know this byzantine system of finance where everybody's sort of you know taking money from others and then using that for tax breaks that are i don't know some kind of tax break circle jerk that's going on between <laughs> this companies. look at the lot of lawsuits that he files all the time. Yeah. This is this is his method. Mm-hmm. His method is to just simply flood the zone and you know, you know, and that's the way to score at this point. If yeah. something gets through.
2: Right, I think he's kind of going with like the tobacco lobby's business model. Is to just overwhelm government regulators. That's what he's trying to do. He's just overwhelming the Internal Revenue Service right now with this ongoing audit and so on based on that big tax refund. I can't even imagine them trying to make heads or tails of, as you said, like 500 different little teeny tiny companies all controlled by Trump and they do different things and money is flying back and forth between them. I mean, how do you even begin to unravel that crap.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, although I will say the one that my, the one little surprise was, huh, he really is under audit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Because I thought I thought that was total bullshit. But yeah. then you know, I mean, again, that's not a, any reason. And even last, yeah, we said last night, he said I'm gonna. I, You'll see my. You'll, I'll show it to you. Uh, you'll see it uh, when it came to his paying right. millions of dollars in taxes.
2: Right, right. It's one of those things where he can get away with a lot when it comes to taxes because, I mean, most people just really don't know the complexities of the tax code or w- what gets paid out by a business and so on. So he can kind of wiggle through that, kind of the way he's wiggling through health care because not a lot of people are familiar with how health care works or health insurance specifically. So he's able to get away with quite a bit seizing upon just the general ignorance and apathy of the people who support him so that's definitely the case with his taxes because right now last night he said uh, oh i've paid millions in income taxes i mean what he's paid are payroll taxes for his employees and so on but he i mean the income tax is the income tax i mean it's very well defined as right, uh, as right. a term
0: there's there is a line that tells you how much your personal income tax payment, how much you owe or how much you're getting back. Yeah. yeah. And I do love that he paid, you know, all this money and then demanded it all be refunded. You know, later on, mm-hmm. and that—that that of course is what the audit is about—is that seventy-two million dollars that he got back.
2: <laughs> Jesus God, can you imagine getting that checked? Oh, here we're—we're we're giving Donald Trump seventy-two million dollars from the government treasury today. Uh, it's just—it's uh, an amazing thing that that was even paid out in the first place, much less, uh, you know, uh, managed to work its way under the radar for at least a little while.
0: I—I um, I, you know—I—I I really wish Biden. If, if we all have our wish list of shit we wish biden had said yeah and you know i think near the top is for him not to have gone at trump as you know a shitty business person
1: Mm -hmm. like
0: why the all you got to say is why the fuck are we taking economic advice from somebody who lost 400 million dollars twice Mm -hmm. and is still 400 million dollars in debt yeah
2: yeah why I mean we knew how he was going to react to the paying zero taxes or paying 750 whatever number they ended up quoting because he would just yeah. say well you let me do it. It was the same thing he did in the uh, whatever it is right. the first or second Hillary debate from last time. He said well right. you know I call you
0: got you, yeah,
2: yeah, I call that smart. Exactly. And so that was his you know more or less his response last night too, which is why you're exactly fucking right that it should have been Oh, you're really a fraud. You're not a great businessman. In fact, you know anyone who's willing to absorb that much debt. I mean, up up to a billion dollars in debt. Well, yeah, you can have a gold-plated penthouse in New York City if you're willing to take on that much debt. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Um, and that's exactly what Donald Trump's done. I mean, he's not. He's not a wizard. He's not the wizard he makes himself out to be. He's not even close, is he? No, no. I mean, he's
0: got a hundred, a hundred billion dollar payment on Trump Tower that's due next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you yep. know, and and then he's got all these other debts that are due in the next in the next few years while he's in office. And it's like that seems like a big fucking subject. Like, oh, yeah. like how do we know you're not doing any all of this? to uh to pay off your debts yeah you know, there, there was some there was some somebody i read i think it was Juan cole who said did he like the? did he uh give up on the kurds in syria <laughs> because of uh because as, as a favor to erdogan yeah. because he owes money to uh for, for something in turkey yep and uh, you know and you can't separate it and how horrific is that to think that our foreign policy is being
2: based on his debt, and we should assume that right away. We should never give him the benefit of the doubt on any of this right. shit. So if we presume it, it's probably the case. And in fact, if the nightmare scenario occurs and he gets a second term, this big second-term scandal—I mean, other than the disintegration of the republic and the you know the metastasizing of fascism here—beyond um, uh, hey, that, in,
0: you know what? You're in Cal- you're in California. You guys are just going to separate off and be like, "Yeah, fuck we're
2: done. Actually, no. I'm in Maryland now. I'm in the DC suburbs. Oh, Oh. now. So oh, okay. I'm right Why at the like- I'm in the front row to watch the oh, catac- cataclysm now.
1: That. Oh man. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've got front row tickets to the catastrophe if it if it actually goes down. But I think the big scandal other than those large systemic things are going to be the fact that all of those loans are coming due in the next 4 years and what is he going to sell out to get that debt Uh, erased to get it expunged what kind of national security secrets is he going to sell in order to wiggle out of all that debt i mean it is going to be a gigantic garage sale of everything that we cherish in this country and and people don't even recognize that who are watching fox news channel they just don't know they don't know how badly they've been scammed and that's the I mean, that's one of the major tragedies of all of this, that 62 million people, maybe a few less now, but 62 million people were entirely scammed by what I would consider to be a mediocre con man. I mean, he's not even a great con man. He's kind of a, well, I guess if he scams 62 million people, that would make him a great con man. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I take that back. Yeah. 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 I, I mean consider considering the, the large scale cons he's gotten away with. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing the thing that the thing that I, that gets me about about his cons is just how fucking sleazy they are, yeah. you know? Yeah. And nothing else, at least Bernie Madoff had some class. And you know, he <laughs> kept it all he kept it all just, you know, in, in to himself and you know, and just kept the finance uh, you know, kept kept on Fucking with the finances, yeah, and yeah. the pyramid schemes and everything, the Ponzi scheme that he, <laughs> that he ran. But Trump is like out there giving speeches about that, that purportedly are training people to become the next millionaires. He's, he's having them, he's <laughs> selling them, you know, these little kits that are going to help them with their own kind of pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. He's running his stupid Trump university or, or you know, or some other scam. And it's like, God, it's just so low and sleazy and like, it's embarrassing.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's really a pathetic character. He's a sad, pathetic, brittle little man, and I, I really believe that history is going to remember him that way. I believe history is going to remember him as a, uh, an utter failure, as a glitch. I, I really believe that there will be a movement to add an asterisk next to his name on the list of uh, presidents that we see in history books. I mean, I at least I hope that is my, that is my firm desire that the awfulness of this hopefully four year span is not going to be forgotten because as soon as we forget what happened here, I think uh that's when it starts all over again. And uh, you know, that's the that's the uh, long term nightmare.
0: And let's hope let's hope that demographic shifts and just people aging out of uh, uh, just aging into dying yeah. will finally help get rid of the Republican Party. That's right. And because at this point the Republican Party is so deeply, deeply corrupt mm. and uh, and tied to Trumpism that it really just needs to be go the way of the Whigs.
2: That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, the must-read website is RudePundit.blogspot.com. The Twitter handle is at Rude Pundit. I'm sorry it's taking me this long to have you on, Rude, but I, I promise no, not I'm, to not to let it ever happen again. But thank I'm you so thrilled. much I'm for today. To
0: finally, I'm glad to finally get to talk to you.
2: <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure, and I swear to God, I'm having you on again real damn soon. I promise that. Anytime. Take thank care, my too. friend. Appreciate it. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Now that you've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back to our everyday autumn groove. Everything is flavored with pumpkin spice, of course, and before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. with so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time just for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes, and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines too, number 11s, whatever that is, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. And by the way, the results are going to last for hours. So you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole damn time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application trial for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit TriPlexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit TriPlexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and use the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you.